MailChimp presents. So we've reached that slightly ambiguous stage of the life cycle known as middle age. Of all the life cycle stages that have been covered in art and literature, this one is probably the most neglected. We rarely hear about what it's like to simply keep on keeping on. Personally, I'm fascinated by middle age. I wonder about how you get perspective when you're in the middle of the path, how you decide for yourself if you feel successful, how you come to terms with the goals you haven't achieved, and how you feel satisfied by the ones that you have. Today, we're going to hear from a woman who founded her company a decade ago, and we're going to learn about her path to finding a solid identity in her company. This is episode four, Maturity. For this story, I called up Jess Ma. I am Jess Ma. I'm the founder and CEO of Indonero, and I've been working on this for 10 years. Jess is only 29 years old, so you might be wondering why she is featured in a podcast about middle age. Well, her business career started early, at the age of 12. As a tween, she owned a server management company. She operated it out of her childhood bedroom, which had no posters. The only decorations were five lit-up homemade computers. At this stage, she even had a few employees. And they were random people on the internet I met. I'd never met them in person. And they were adults and you were 12. Yeah, they were adults. They had no idea how old I was. And then at some point I'd confess how old I was and it'd be a little awkward. But yeah, that's how I started. She was kind of a loner at school. So this business was her primary occupation. It was very stressful and I was constantly anxious all the time. And we had horrible cash flow issues. And if you're 13 years old, no bank will lend you money. So it was very, very hard for me to build and scale that business. Like the faster we grew, the more cash it sucked. So I ended up just selling everything actually to a customer. The main thing she took away from this business experience? Finances and cash flow were a big problem for me. And one day I'd want to figure out how to fix that problem. This led to her next business idea at age 19, Indonero. Indonero is a software that Jessica built to help manage your finances. She had kind of a radical approach to her company. She wasn't interested in taking a lot of investor money. She wanted something more long-term, to step her feet onto the solid soil of business maturity. We raised relatively very little money because we've never needed a lot of money. And I always felt that it was just Silicon Valley ego that led people to raising excessive amounts of capital. And also, I want to build a company that can be around for decades to come. I'm not interested in in building a company that will just sell for a lot of money in a year or two or three. Over the next seven years, she worked insanely long hours. She pivoted the company five times. She and her co-founder were roommates, co-workers, and practically siblings. We'd just be stressed out all the time. So I would complain to him, he would complain to me, and we lived together also for almost 10 years. Like, we'd have bedrooms next to each other. They worked on their relationship for years and even went to marriage counseling together. But in the end, they went their separate ways. And after he left, 
things felt very different. I think I actually grew into being a much stronger and more effective leader when I didn't have him as a crutch and when I didn't have to subconsciously say, I wonder what Andy will think. When I was the CEO without a co-founder and just running everything on my own, I felt empowered to make much bolder, bigger moves for the company. And I think that was really important for us to get to the next level. Not that Andy was a bad partner, Andy was a great partner. But I knew for myself that being a solo founder is more my cup of tea. And I think a lot of people are scared to start a company without a co-founder because they think they're going to be alone and lonely. Through talking to Jess, I realized that business maturity didn't come from any financial marker or a five or 10 year marker. It came from surviving the adventures of youth and coming out more confident on the other side. After Andy left, Jess took full responsibility for the company and started making changes. She brought on a new executive team, added more remote employees, and doubled down on financial discipline. For her, maturity has been a mindset. It means being less stressed out, working less, feeling like you have ownership and control over your company. Yeah, so over time I got better at sleeping eight hours, got better at working out. I personally feel happier and more fulfilled now than probably ever before. And I think it's less to do with where the company's at and more to do with just how I feel energetically. Now the company has 220 full-time people, and it will probably grow to 300 by the end of the year. They're doing revenue in the tens of millions, and they have people working in 10 different cities. But even 10 years in, it can still feel like they're proving themselves. I mean, yeah, we're doing really well revenue-wise, and we will be profitable in the millions of dollars this year. It's kind of weird sharing that on a podcast, but I feel like it's really important to be open about this kind of stuff because I know when I listen to stuff, I always wonder, huh, I wonder how much money they make or how well they're doing. And for us, even though we are performing as a company and our investors are happy and our customers are happy, uh, I still have a ton of problems in the company. And I'll lie in bed and think, oh my God, like what if we get wiped out by the next innovative company that outraises us because we've raised so little money. And I worry about company culture because now that we're not headquartered in San Francisco and we have people all over the map, it's much harder to keep a cohesive company where everyone knows what's going on and where people embody the values that I started the company with. So needless to say, I... I'm happier today. I'm definitely less restless at night, but I still have a ton of anxiety about the company because I want it to succeed and now the expectations are higher. Like we want to be public viable in the next two years, meaning, you know, in the hundreds of millions in revenue. In the middle of the night, some lay awake thinking about love and adventure. But Jess told me she thinks about all the companies in the world and all the problems of all the companies in the world. And she dreams of fixing them. Accounting and tax, those are big problems, but they have 
every business has even more problems. They have insurance problems, financing and debt problems and, you know, payroll and IT and HR and there's just so many problems that every business has and I want to solve all these problems for every entrepreneur in the world. And to think about how far away from my vision and dream we are uh, feels a little daunting at times. And I think accounting and tax is really just the starting point of everything else that I'd like to do. And so being less directly financially driven and being more like impact driven is really helpful for making it so that I want to work on this for another 10 years. My vision for the company is so large, like we want to have 10x the number of customers we have. And I want to create all these other products and services so that we create 10x the value for our customers. I want our customers to get so much more from us. When you say 10x, do you mean 10 times? Yeah, I want to create 10x the amount of value for my customers than what we're doing today. And then when we 10x it, I want to 10x it again. This long-term, steady growth toward your goals, this is maturity. Life Cycle of a Business is a podcast from MailChimp, produced in partnership with Missing Pieces. It's hosted by me, Bianca Gaver, and executive produced by Ari Kushner, Kate Oppenheim, and Brian Latt. Our line producer is Vicki Ilk. The music in this episode is by the band Lullatone. <laughs>